Kyle, you have to stop saying recording in such a pompous voice. <laughs> what? What? Recording? What? He can't control his pomposity. Pompicity. Pompeii? Pom- My Pompeii? No, that Pompeii. burned down when the the mountain exploded. Hello and welcome. This is why I do it. This is why I do it, Becky. Stay in your lane. Welcome to Pod Trivia, the podcast where the hosts totally know how to speak real English words. I purposely did it just to piss you off. I'm sure you did. Just like every single time I get lost in thought, I do it on purpose. Uh Hey, who are you? I'm Britton. I'm Kyle. I'm Becky. There we go. I don't know what we're doing today, but I would just like to begin by saying that Kyle comes to each podcast recording session with a background that is themed for the podcast of the day. Yes. Can you explain? Oh, you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go into my topic because I have facts about Kyle's background. So today we're talking about swear words and all kinds of swear words, and we're going to try not to say a lot of swear words because I don't want to have to edit a whole bunch, but- But we're going to bleep them out. Yes, I know, but I have to edit that. I know. I just- For for a listener who's like, oh, I have kids in the car or something. I mean, this is probably still not kid appropriate, but we are going to yeah. bleep it. So Kyle's background is a string of symbols- that's used in like comics and stuff to replace swear words and that is called a growlix so kyle your background is a growlix there we go if if you're like hey what's kyle's background just google for a growlix and you know what it's just like a yolo spelling it's whatever you want it to be Yeah. yeah symbols don't have to relate to exact letters no i mean the word growlix Oh, yeah. <laughs> it could have a G today. It could have an R tomorrow. Like, whatever you want. Can you spell it? No. Do your best. I don't YOLO. Yes, and spell Grolix. <laughs> G-R-O-L-I-C-S? No. Oh. Kyle, do you want to try? G-R-O-W-L-I-X. Almost correct. It is A instead of O. Dang it! Ah, oh, Nice. Real close. All right. So one of the reasons... Oh, this actually, this topic was recommended by Courtney and Diaz. So one of the things I was going to do as preparation for this podcast episode is watch a TV show on Netflix called History of Swear Words. I didn't do that. But you didn't. No, of course not. Of course not. Ain't, Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time to watch a TV show for fun. I actually haven't watched... TV in two weeks. I've watched Loki and nothing else. You have had a busy two weeks. It's been a wild two weeks. So, History of Swear Words is hosted by which famous actor who we have said we will have on the podcast? Matt Damon. No, but A for effort. That's too classy. That guy from The Hangover. Is that the finale actor? What? <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. That's what I said. You got it. 
Zach Milan for Galactus. Um, the correct answer, the host of History of Swear Words, is Nicolas Cage. I think that's the same thing that I said. Zach Galactus? <laughs> yeah. Old Nicolas Cage. Yeah, but I know you're listening. Come on the show, email us, podrivecast at gmail.com. We're happy to have you on sometime. I we'll will happily timing. make fun of you as well. Nicholas Cage, if I get anything wrong about swear words, feel free to write in, and then we'll do a follow-up segment with the information that you feel is pertinent to add. Drop a DM, but not an email, as said in the last episode, or a couple episodes ago. So one thing I think we could do, instead of ha- me having to bleep out a lot of words, mm-hmm. is use what are called minced oaths. These mm-hmm. are euphemistic expressions by either changing a word or shortening it. So oh. this is- I should have done, like, a summary of how Christians swear. Do you want to right now? (laughs) Yeah, no, I can. Here, help me come up with it. So there's H-E double hockey sticks. Ooh. There's- Freakin' A. Yeah, freakin' A. Any use of heck or heckin'? Um, Frick? Just think of Flanders. Like, whenever he goes on The Simpsons- Oh, I don't watch The Simpsons. G. Willikers. I am a Christian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's not a Christian. <laughs> no, that wasn't the joke. Um, Yeah, G. Willikers. Shucks. My gosh. Yeah. My parents once got annoyed at us for saying darn, because mm-hmm. darn is the same as saying... I don't know if it counts as a swear word, but... Sure. And we were like, no, no, this doesn't work this way. You can't get mad at us for replacing a word because then anytime you exclaim something, it's a swear word. Yeah. Like what? Your parents also got mad at you one time for saying bloody, which is a swear word in England, mm-hmm. but not here. And I don't yeah. think you were like, like something was just bloody. <laughs> there was just blood. <laughs> Well, there was a comedian that I tried to look up and I couldn't remember who he was, but he was saying you can turn anything into a slur if you say it with the right inflection. Mm -hmm. And if I remember right, he was like, you dirty Kit Kat. Oh my God. And he's like, I don't, I don't know what that means, but if someone called me a dirty Kit Kat, I'd probably be offended. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it makes sense. This is somehow reminding me of just like listening to any Gen Zers talk. It just feels like I don't know what you're saying, and I don't know if you're insulting me currently. But that's just because you're not hip. Yeah, I'm just old. I have I have a couple more Christian ones. I looked it up. Yeah, crapola. That's a very like Christian mom phrase. Holy moly! Mm. Holy cow! Mm. Holy smokes! All those are good. Flippin'. I think we might have said that. Um, And good grief! But crapola is a quality one. That is that is like peak. Yeah. Christian mom energy. So minced oaths are also what is used in The Good Place. Yes. When they say, fork you or what the shirt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think that we should go to practice using minced oaths. Yeah. I have a ranking of swear words based on the enjoyment. Well, it says based on delivery satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So it is both how enjoyable it is to say the word as well as the response you get when you say the word. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you guys two que- two suggestions each, and we'll try and see who can get the closest to number one. Ah. Mm-hmm. 
I think Fork is up there. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say as well. Fork has to be number one in my my opinion. Saying, <laughs> saying fork you or go fork yourself is is a real satisfying explanation. I, I tried to search the do- document for fork, and I was like, <laughs> oddly enough, that didn't come up. <laughs> wait, there's no, it's not on here. It doesn't know. Fork is number four. Mm. To clarify, are these only one words, or are they multiple? Like these all seem to be one. Oh. Number 22 is four words. Okay, okay, that's fine. And number four, ooh, number 24 is Jesus Christ. (laughs) Not a swear we have to bleep. Okay. I think Um, I have to bleep that. But most of these are one words, yes. Okay, is is the top one really inappropriate? Yes. Okay, I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to say it even in a fake way. You're correct. Okay, cool, (laughs) cool. Is it the other C word? What's no. the first? <laughs> You're thinking of the other F word, Kyle. No, no, no. The other C word. What's, what's, oh my gosh, just crap your other one? We can say crap. Yeah, crap is the, you is know. The is the boring one. Is, it is the, the boring okay, one. Is it the other and C then, word? Yeah, is it the C word? Yes, and crap is not even on the list. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's fine, but. Okay, okay what's, what's number two? I mean, I think it's okay to say. Because that's more British. It's like you're referencing a male appendage in... Uh, that's not what that means. Yeah, you're a... No. You're saying somebody's a... No, you're saying... No. 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 Yeah. No. Uh, yes, Kyle, it. I literally have the definition in front of expert. me. Kyle, you've gone down this road before, and how did it work out for you? It works out sometimes. No, it doesn't. It just makes us mad. Okay, uh, Merriam-Webster has your definition as the first one and mine as the second. Okay, no, but yours is wrong. So this is Urban Dictionary, baby. <laughs> okay, moving on. What was number three? I, I need to know. Oh, um, it's Mother Forker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is that different than Fork, but... Yeah, I, I, that's the same thing. Um, number five is Bastart. Number six is Tick. And number seven is Tickhead. Mm-hmm. Right. Number eight is Knob. Mm. I don't yeah, that, that's the same as Tick, pretty much. Uh, nine is Clock. And... Are you confused? It's... I'm confused at what Clock is. <laughs> clock? Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I'm on board now. <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. I, you know how I love etymology. I think yes. it's interesting. So the etymology of, I don't know which word it is, because I just say that the Latin meaning is outside the temple. So if, I don't know if that's for swears or if that's for curses or if that's for slur, but it means outside the temple, one of those. So there you go. I think, okay. I feel like, I it's a swear. It's a swear. Leave that groan in. That was a good one. It was a good groan. <laughs> that was me being mad at myself. Okay. Okay. So a swear represented secular indifference to religion or religious figures, while blasphemy is a, an attack sinful or violation of the Ten Commandments. So that was kind of the difference between blasphemy and a swear. Maybe it's curse. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it was a... Some sometimes, not always, sometimes, 
it was used by Christians as a way to demonize the previous religions that came before it. Mm-hmm. And so there's different stories of I like origin. that you like clarified that like you thought I was going to get mad about it. I mean, I don't know what you you're mad at everything. Like not, you can't be shocked no, at no, this. No. But telling the church that they need to get it together is like high on my list. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. So a lot of swear words have pagan origins. Yep. Um the Finnish profanity prekele. That's the profanity. Oh, I gotta I gotta bleep that out now. Anyway, it's believed to be the original name of the thunder god Uko. And so they kind of took it and Made it turned it into a swear word. Say. So that yeah. way, yeah. Quality. My next interesting fact, from what I read, this is not substantiated by a lot of science, but I thought science. it was interesting. And so therefore, it is a true fact that I am sharing with you today. In 2017, Gilad Fieldman claimed to show a correlation between swearing and honesty in three different studies. So if you had a higher higher profanity was associated with less lying and deception. Well, I think that'd be a really interesting thing to measure. Not in turn I think it would be difficult there's like two things to measure. There's like one when <clears throat> does somebody who swears normally do they swear when they're lying or do they not swear when they're telling the truth? I don't think the same or is it people who swear are more likely to be truthful than people who aren't. I feel like there's there's two potential studies there. So so the correlation that they're linking is that Mm -hmm. people who swear also happen to be more honest. And I believe what it is, is that people that don't swear are holding back or like hiding something. I think that's kind of the theory. And People who swear freely are uninhibited and more likely to tell the truth because they're not restricting themselves. I think I that's mean, the purpose of it, which is why there's but no- I think that I think that potentially can come too from a study where like if somebody's just saying something, they might include a word casually. Versus, like, if somebody's purposefully lying, they might say it very like eloquently without swear words. Forsooth, I hast three hands upon my left knee. Can't thou tell I am lying per my eloquent speech? Oh, my lord. All right, let's keep it moving. This has already been a time. <laughs> this has. Okay, next thing I looked up is movie ratings. Uh-huh. Because I was curious, you know, you kind of have... There's, it's in the zeitgeist that the more you swear, the higher rating it gets. Yeah, I think it's pretty well known that if you say more than one fork in a PG-13 movie, you're almost immediately going to get bumped up to an R. That is actually almost exactly correct. You pretty much get one. Yeah. Not all movies, though. Some are That's able true. to like petition or whatever. So... What phase one MCU movie says fork multiple times, but still has a PG-13 rating? So it's a phase one movie. I think it's one of the Avengers. I don't have a specific answer for you. There would be only one in phase one, which is the first one. So we've got Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America. You gave him this opportunity. The first soldier you chose and this. 
first Avenger and uh, the Avengers. I'm going to go Iron Man, Iron Man 2. That's actually correct. Yes! Because they were like, this is a terrible movie. Don't clap. Correct! <laughs> this will help. The Wolf of Wall Street has one of the highest counts for saying fork 569 times, or about three times a minute. I'm sure it's R, though. Yeah, oh, yes. definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more, yeah. Interestingly enough, while there is a simple formula for swear words, there's not a formula at all for violence. Meaning, you can yeah. have a beheading and explosions and puddles of blood everywhere and be PG-13, but if you say fork twice, it's almost automatically R. And they said it was a really interesting way that we pride language over violence. To some degree, like, ratings are helpful, but I think that, like, the lines between G or PG and, like, PG-13 can sometimes be really weird. Just, like, mm -hmm. depending on what test audience they had or or audience right. of raiders or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was the creators of South Park, I think, when they were making one of their movies, and they were talking about the fact that they were trying to get down from an X rating to an R rating. They were just like, wasn't any feedback given to them as to why they got the rating they got? It was just like, here's the rating. And so then they would just have to try to guess at certain things. But they would take out like grotesque things, but then just like try to cut it to be one second less to see if that happened to change the raiders' minds. And and you just like don't have a lot of information because it's just like a group of raiders that they put together in a room and they rate the movie and whatever it is is whatever you get. And so it's a it's, different group every time. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's very subjective for a lot of it. Yeah. The oldest swear word known is from my apparently favorite country, Egypt. And the phrase translated is donkey forker. Sure. So as I was looking through Wikipedia, there are some wild things on Wikipedia, like the history of the swear jar, which is so unnecessary because there is no history, but it's like <laughs> you could use a glass or plastic jar. That Can somebody explain the concept of a jar to me? Because like Wikipedia, <laughs> that would be just so useful. <laughs> right. I was like, this is not interesting at all. But one thing that I did <laughs> that find interesting that it took me a long time to understand was an expletive in fixation. Would you like to try and guess what an expletive in fixation was? No. Good. Curse in fi fixation of the person you're cursing? I have no idea. It's when you insert profanity into a word. Now, did that help you at all? Sort like of, yeah. Like you add a curse in the middle of a word? Mm-hmm. Like, abso-forking-lutely. Ah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, the fact that there's a whole Wikipedia page explaining that mm -hmm. is just so wild. Okay, who do you believe is more likely to swear in conversation with friends? Canadians, Brits, or Americans? Brits. Americans. It's Canadians. What? According to a study. Okay, but you know what's interesting? Is this self-reporting? Because to a Canadian, because they're so polite, is, oh, any, gee. is every word a swear word? Gosh, gee willikers, eh? <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I don't know. I turned off straight lane. How did that There's happen? a lot of things. So out of those three, who do you believe is more likely to overhear strangers swear? I didn't. What? How do you measure uh, that? Americans. C Canadians? 
Because it's Brits. You guys are bad at this game. What is this game? This makes no sense. What do you mean more likely to overhear it? Like, were they asked how often do they overhear it? Or did they walk around trying to overhear it? They asked Brits how often they overhear swear words. What? What? No. No, they did. No. They did do that. They did not. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dumb thing to do. Okay, well, are you ready to hear something else that is dumb? (laughs) According to a study, men generally curse more than women. Unless the women are in a sorority and the university (laughs) provost swears more than the librarians or the staff members of the university daycare. (laughs) What? This sounds like all studies about men and women. So... What specific? <laughs> no, no, bull no, no, crap. no, 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 no. So, we don't need to go into that at all. We can just let that be. It's just so wild that they got so specific. No, no, with yeah. those minute no, no. details. None of this is real. Like I was saying, you know what happened there? What happened there was whatever. I don't know, psychology student or whatever who was driving that study for that university was like, oh, my entire hypothesis was wrong. So, like, how do I, like, add some specific detail to the end of my hypothesis until it's correct? And they just kept going because they were so wrong. Yeah, apparently so. In another study, they found that bilinguals are more likely to swear in their second language than their home language because they're less likely to feel the social norms or constraints, which leads them prone to swearing and offending more people. That makes sense to me. It also makes sense because usually, I mean, if any of the languages I've learned, the first words I learn are curse words. That's Mm -hmm. not normal. Mared. In Virginia, it's illegal to swear, but that's the only state because of free speech. So how they got away with it, outlined it, Make it illegal. They probably can't do too much with it. True. Right. Especially because this is actually pretty pertinent. Do you guys hear about the cheerleader that went to the Supreme Court? Yes. I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know and keeping it short, a cheerleader posted a swear word on her Snapchat about the cheer team because she, or just something. The school got a hold of it and she got kicked off the cheer team, which is fairly common in the sense that most cheer teams have a code of conduct you have to follow especially if it's part of a school it got taken all the way to the supreme court and they ruled that because of free speech it was allowed therefore the school could not kick her off especially because it wasn't on school property or yeah they exactly yeah i don't remember i didn't read into it but it kind of sounded like they didn't have a code of conduct that they were just like this is inappropriate correct i believe that is true because i i think code of conducts are often able to be upheld when it does go to court Mm -hmm. yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that was very different that if they if she had done it on school campus um yes that's what they said yeah yeah So the word rooster was invented Mm -hmm. more recently than you may think. 12 years ago. Give or take. No, I don't know exactly how many, but. So then my answer is the only answer being offered up. It must be right. Okay. It was invented when people started using clock as Mm -hmm. slang. So Mm -hmm. once people started using that to refer to male genitalia, they were like, Mm -hmm. we need a new word for this bird. Let's start calling it a rooster. So here's a fun fact. 
Britain, I think you're familiar with this particular company. Becky won't be as much, but Britain, have you ever heard of Rooster Teeth? Absolutely. Kyle, Kyle yeah. I am married to you. You went okay. to see them live while we were together. Are you uh, kidding? I, oh, yeah, I did do that. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's my true. God. I've watched Red versus Blue. So yes, many times. Red, yeah, Red vs. Blue famously came for Rooster Teeth. They still technically make the show, but Rooster <sighs> Teeth wanted to call its company, like, they, they tell the story that they wanted to call the company Clockbite. Because there's something wrong with all of those people. Right. Um, but I'm not wrong. They obviously, like, you know, couldn't really do that to keep the company professional, so they called it Rooster They're Teeth. They're so professional. Instead. And that's profession. That yeah. is... True professionalism in the workplace. Yep. Accurate. Yep. I now have the most obscene state and the politest state based on how often that they swear. I think the politest do you is want me Virginia. To, do you want me to narrow it down for you first? Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing a Kyle. <laughs> Let's start with the most obscene state. It is one of the Great Lakes states. Wow. Michigan. Ohio. It's Ohio. Becky gets it. All right. The politest state is in the Pacific Northwest. Well, this is wrong. Um, Oregon. Oregon, yeah. It's Washington. No, it's not. Apparently, Washington swears the least. I guess the thing is, is that we do, we're, you know, famous for the freeze here, right? So we're not going to curse at you. Because we're, we're not talking to you. We're, we're cursing yeah, at we're, you in our car on the way right, home. Yeah, exactly. We're we just going to turn. Have no <laughs> doubt it's happening. But we're definitely talking so much shirt about you to uh-huh, other people uh-huh. in yeah, silence yeah. in our own homes. Again, I don't know how the study was, if it, they walked around and just listened to the swears, or if they asked people how often they sweared. Yeah, like so maybe Washingtonians just lie the most. I mean, that right. seems very reasonable. Yes, I am living proof that it could be that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, I'm going to give you a little um, two sides of a coin, if you will. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about why swearing's bad, and why swearing is good. So we're going to start off with the bad. There are five functions of swearing, according to the internet that I read. Okay. Uh Can you guys try to describe one of the functions and give us an example, please? Um, I think being mad, and I will not give an example. Okay. I guess it doesn't... hmm. An exclamation. Okay. There is emphatic... Which is used to draw attention to something like mm-hmm. there's a forking fire. Mm-hmm. Kyle, mm. uh, pain relief. Pain that relief, is... relief. Like it re- mm-hmm. does it give you relief? Oh, shall I just? Well, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna cover that. But yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Yes, it, does. it does. I'll go if over that. Fi- okay, I'm doing yeah. it now. Swearing relieves pain, but overuse of swear words can diminish the effect. This the is reason, white man nonsense. Actually, let me drop some science on you, Becky, if you'd listen to me speak. Unfortunately, I have to. Swearing in response to pain activates the amygdala, which triggers the fight or flight response. This leads to a surge of adrenaline, which is a natural pain reliever. Yeah. The people who discovered this won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2010. Yep. So tell me again how this is nonsense white man science, Becky. It. But it is. Never mind. I I retract that statement. It is nonsense, white man. 
science, but they won the Nobel Peace Prize for it, I so did. that doesn't mean it's not accurate. Yeah, no white men scientists have ever um, been of questionable character or done things that weren't scientifically accurate. This okay, but how is quotes with Britain? How is that relevant to the? Okay, so I I I will say they did an episode uh, on MythBusters. Uh, discussing this and in order to test this they brought in like i think it was a hundred people or something like that and they i think dropped something on their finger i think is is what they did in order to cause pain and they did no a they put their hand in cold water uh they put their hand in cold water you're totally right they had like i think 50 people who said you can't curse you you have to just try to like hold in the pain and then they gave the other 50 people and said you know, you can curse and, and, you know, say whatever you want. And the group who cursed on average when they responded to a survey said that they felt less bad. I, I think this is so, so misleading. Like this is, what's that thing? Like a placebo effect. I, I don't think that's a good scientific thing at all. Like what you're part? allowed to say whatever you want is far more freeing than like, hold it in. But what part of activating the amygdala which activates the flight or flight response which activates adrenaline which is a natural pain reliever okay because the connection to it enacting the amygdala i think is influenced by you being like oh you can release the pain by swearing yeah, I think in the Mythbusters case, they didn't tell people you can relieve the pain by cursing. They just told people you are allowed to curse or you're not allowed to curse, right? So they specifically didn't introduce the variable of like, we're trying to check for pain relief. I just don't think there's any way to do a blind test on this. So that is cathartic. The other three, there is abusive, which is me when you're attending to offend or cause emotional harm. Like That was the first one I said. Okay. That was what I meant, yeah. Perfect. There is disymphemistic. Di- yep, that one. Diphysmistic, which is when you're. it's used to convey you think ne- negatively of the subject matter, and you should make the listener do the same. Mm. Like, I, I mm. forking hate school, and you should sure. also forking hate school. Yeah. There's idiomatic, which has no purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I went for forking walk the other forking day. Mm-hmm. And then similar, but not a function of swearing, I guess it's a form of abusive, is slurs. And slurs are socially offensive, and they can't be used in like a lighthearted way in which profanity can. So Mm. things like if you say, if I don't get an A on this test, then I'm forked. You know, while it's impolite, it's not like directed at anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's been a change in swearing. If you think of the like more common swear words... They're not directly offending a specific person or race or class. They're not about a person. Correct. They're just generic bad words that we're not supposed to say. Mm -hmm. If you think of the words that we wouldn't even say a fake word for earlier, Mm -hmm. those are the ones that really don't get used because those are words that degrade and belittle and hurt just by using them don't get used by people like us correct like we're not we're not trying to say that doesn't exist at all i would add an addendum to are are you going to talk about what was your last category what's the word you used idiomatic 
that's used for no purpose? No, the one before. The one about people. The one for like race and stuff. Yeah. Slurs. Um, my only note would be, because I think someone listening could wonder about this. You do see, like, within a community, people using slurs for their community in a different form. But the way Britain's talking about it is in the general community. I think that, d- and I think that's kind of what get what's hard or difficult, is that some people see and there's a, a word. Very, there's a variety of opinions on it. Like, I'm not trying to be for or against it. Exactly. There are some people that will see a word as a swear. And there's yeah. someone else that will see a word as a slur. Mm-hmm. Like, I have friends that use words that I don't use. They just go, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything. I'm not trying to hurt anyone with it. And I they enjoy using it, which is fine. I don't use it just because I don't feel comfortable with that. And I wouldn't want to, you know, make hurt someone or them to see it as a slur, even if I didn't intend it that way. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we'll go into why swearing is good. We talked about pain relief. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Um, It can (laughs) build camaraderie. Hmm. And the way that they said it is that if someone swears in your presence, not in a hurt, again, swear, not a slur, it signals that they trust you enough to abandon etiquette. So like if your boss swears, then you're, or, you know, a friend swears around you, then you can kind of know like, oh, he's never done that before. That must mean he's like, you know, trust me or- more chill. Yeah. I think that's another thing. We all have jobs where we would not swear at. But if yeah. we're... I don't ever swear, just for the formal record. Sorry. My job as a coach, I have to... I make kids do push-ups if they swear in the gym. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to swear at the gym either. Because mm-hmm. that's not, not what I should be doing. It's not appropriate for Okay. Ready for some more fun science? Yes. They found that uh, swearing can avoid actual violence. And the way that they did this, I don't even want to say it. It's just so ridiculous. Okay. They taught chimpanzees sign language. And then they taught the chimpanzees not to throw feces, which chimpanzees do when they're Uh angry. Sure. Instead of throwing feces, they then started using sign language to sign poop. When they're mad, much like a swear word. Therefore, the hypothesis is that humans have also learned to do this in the same way. Whereas, instead of throwing a punch, you instead say a swear word. Again, this makes deep scientific sense. Deep scientific sense. Which is why swearing may have a similar effect in your amygdala to throwing a punch. Which is why we see no more wars, and why you've never seen someone swear and then do something angry or violent. Exactly. That mm-hmm. doesn't exist. This seems no. like the right thing to put out into the universe. I actually just solved world anger, world <laughs> I world peace. There we go. <laughs> world anger. I created world peace by oh. swearing. Oh. So, so we just Great. need to accept swear words more. Okay. And then peace will become along the land. Okay. All right. Okay. More science, Becky. Wrap it up. (laughs) Last one. Swearing can help you achieve more because it engages both sides of the brain, the language on the left and the emotional on the right. This might be what... This is why... Shh. (laughs) This is... This is why stroke victims, or those with a stutter, are often able to speak more easily when they curse. 
and subjects did a grip strength test, and while saying swear words in a calm and neutral tone, they were able to perform better on the test. There was no increased heart rate, which means there was no flight or fight response. All right, I'm done. I'm not mad at you. Please know that. that. I love that you presented this nonsense. But I do think the majority of it is nonsense. I believe that a lot of it is unable to be substantiated. I think the most accurate test that we had was that one where like the sorority, if the principal, if it's a full moon and something's in retrograde and Obama's president, then it's true. Like that's that was our best one. That was our best effort. Good job, science. Yeah, let me put it this way. I'm not changing my mind about swear words at all based on the the knowledge and the information that I have put forth to you that I have found on the interweb. Excellent. So if- if anything, this has just inspired me to curse more often. If no. anything. All right, no, let me you. go back over why swearing is bad. <laughs> so there are five functions of swearing. Yes, I understand that. Do we have a rapid trivia? Well, Kyle doesn't have a rapid trivia. Let me come up with one. Oh, I typed in rapid t- trivia <laughs> into Google. Four. And it came up with rapid testing. <laughs> it's been a long week, y'all. That sums our week up well. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for our listeners, Courtney and Diaz, for such a terrible topic. No, it was it was no, good. It was, great. it was a great topic. Uh, oh, I see. We're back to lying. Okay. Good. So it's true that the people who don't swear, Becky, are also the least honest. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Can't fight me on that. <laughs> I have some rapid trivia. Oh. <coughs> Rapid Trivia! Sorry, I took my headphones out. Can I put them back in now? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Cool. Thank you. He took out his headphones for that. All right. So I looked up some Marvel trivia. We're going to have to shuffle through here because honestly, we're going to need these to be difficult. So, all right. This is funny because you looked up a Marvel trivia and I looked up like a BuzzFeed Disney trivia class. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. we somehow reversed our, each other. Well, we know what each other knows about. All right. All right, let's go. Mine. Let's do this. Let's go back and forth. First to three wins. I like it. But, but so our first We'll get of- different questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So am I asking one of you or both of you? Just one. Okay. Britain, where's Captain America from specifically? An iceberg. <laughs> no. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Uh, no, oh. he's from New York. Mm, and, not, not specific enough. And Kyle, help him out. Brooklyn, yeah. New York. Yeah. That's Which what we is... were looking for. In New York. Okay. I said specifically, though, and you came up with an Specifically New York. <laughs> I'll ask Kyle a question, and then he can ask me one. What? Sure. You, yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah. Sure. Let's go for that. Kyle, what does SHIELD stand for? Something. Do not Google it. Home Intelligence SHIELD. S-H-I-E-L-D. Everyone S-H-I-E-L-D. loves dominoes. <laughs> Wait, hold uh, on. Strategic home intelligence, something logistics and defense. Um, honey, 
Yeah. You have two of those right. Oh, really? <laughs> Strategic homeland, which is close. That's close. Intervention, enforcement, and logistics division. No defense. Ah, division. I thought defense was in there. All right. All right. Uh, Britain, who out of these characters- No, you asked me a question. Oh, okay. Becky, who out of these characters is not a princess? Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Screw you, Kyle, giving her a softball when she was made a spell out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, to do this BuzzFeed article. I'm not- Don't you- scanning. Keep okay. going. Keep going. I'm gonna get it. Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Tiana from Princess and the Frog, Raya from Raya and the Last Dragon, or Boo from Monsters and <laughs> Kyle, find a new website immediately. Boo! Yeah, Boo is good. I didn't know that Raya was officially a princess yet. I thought that she hadn't been added in, but she must be. I have no idea. Uh, talk to... Do you want to... Okay, do you want to ask... Britain a Disney question just for the fun of it. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to do the exact same thing you did, which you asked us both questions. I'm going to ask you two both questions. Britain, Snow White and the Blank Dwarves. What? <laughs> <laughs> the seven. Wait, this no, is... no, no. No, no, no. I, okay, we're, we're mixing it up. Britain, can you and I together name all seven? Sleepy. Happy. Dopey. Dopey. Doc. Bashful. Grumpy. Grumpy. Slutty. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not a dwarf, Britain. Um, we said uh, Sneezy. Sneezy! Thanks. Now, see, that's you a trivia go. question. All right, so while I'm asking Britain a question, come up with better ones, Kyle. Google something All else. All right, um, work on it. Britain, what type of doctor is Doctor Strange? He's a surgeon. But more specifically... Uh, Operation, a uh, operate neurosurgeon. He is a neurosurgeon. <laughs> Did you Google it? <laughs> no, you, my hands on my face. You can see it. I can't see the other one. <laughs> it's holding on to a, a, a thing. Yeah. I don't even know. What to, okay, all right. I get one point. All right, Kyle. All um, right, I found. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, Justin, I have to ask you questions. a question. My bad. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> on what planet was the Soul Stone in Infinity War? Boromir. Yeah. Gosh darn it, crapola it. <laughs> crapola it. <laughs> okay, I found a different BuzzFeed quiz article. No, not BuzzFeed. <laughs> I'm sticking with this joke because I think it's funny. It's not a joke. It's my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you're ruining it. Here are a bunch of random and weird facts about famous people, but okay. which celebrities are they about? Becky. Which celebrity's real name is Guy Fairy? Is it Guy Ritchie, Tom Cruise, Guy Fieri? Wait, so is this not related Harrison to Ford? Disney? No, I, I we we went off Disney. Okay, I'm sorry. So read the options again. It, Ga- Becky, just use your intellect. The one that <laughs> said Guy. <laughs> no, there's two that say Guy. Okay, what? Guy Ritchie, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Or- Guy Fieri is correct. I don't understand wow. this question at all. Okay, so Kyle's no longer on trivia because. <laughs> all right, you can out. find us at Pod Trivia Cast on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, or Gmail. You can give us five stars, and then maybe we'll read them on air. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. How about this article? No, we, we already closed it. It's done. Bye, Kyle. <laughs> Bye, Kyle. Bye.